Who is the most underrated actor of all time? It's Dolph Lundgren. Correct. Why? Well, because of his uh, spiky hair, yep. his ice-cold demeanor, and his big muscles. Absolutely. I must break you. Welcome to I Must Break This Podcast. This is the fan podcast celebrating the cinematic career of action legend Dolph Lundgren. Hello and welcome back to I Must Break This Podcast, the fan podcast celebrating the cinematic career of action legend Dolph Lundgren. I'm your host, Sean Malloy, and on today's special interview episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with director, writer, and editor, Alex Merkin. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to remind you all to please feel free to rate and review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you go to subscribe. We always appreciate the reviews, especially those five-star reviews. Those always help. Uh, Also, please check out the Facebook page for the show, I Must Break This Podcast. Here you can stay up to date on the show, the career of Mr. Dolph Lundgren, and other news regarding action cinema in general. So if you're not already following the page, please feel free to like it, share it, and continue being a fan and helping spread the word. Uh, Lastly, if you'd like to get in contact with me with ideas, suggestions, or thoughts on the show in general, you can take a look at the official webpage for the show, which is imustbreakthispodcast.wordpress.com. Now, on to today's episode. Uh, Recently, I had the privilege of speaking with Alex Merkin, the director of the 2017 thriller Altitude. In this film, Denise Richards stars as a no-nonsense FBI agent who must thwart the hijacking and planned heist that is occurring on board a flight. Dolph Lundgren goes back to being a villain of sorts once again as Matthew Sharp, the leader of the hijackers who matches wits with Denise Richards. So what are you getting away from? I'm a federal agent. People are gonna get killed. You're out of my unit, you're out of my time zone. I kinda have to follow the rules. I'm flight 709. Are you okay? I'll be fine, thank you. The only thing more dangerous... This plane is about to be hijacked. We cannot trust a single person on board this plane. ...than losing control. The plane belongs to us now. ...is taking it back. What is it that you need my help with? Don't try flattering me. Rated R. In this discussion, Alex Merkin and I chat directing Altitude and the state of independent action films, as well as the benefits and struggles in making them. He also gives us just a little intel on his next film, uh, something completely different from a film like Altitude, a Christmas comedy, in which Merkin had the privilege of reteaming with Dolph Lundgren once again. Uh, The film is still untitled, and and details surrounding the project are still being kept somewhat under wraps, but it sounds like something extremely interesting. I know my interest is uh, is slightly piqued, so hopefully we'll be seeing this one soon by the end of the year. Uh, Also, at the end of the episode will be a sampling of the song Wildfire in the Streets by Tommy Fields. Seeing as how the trailer for Altitude included the song, I felt it was only fitting to include it here as well. Uh, Lastly, please check out Altitude, which is available on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Vudu, and Google Play. So, for your listening pleasure, is my conversation with director Alex Merkin on I Must Break, this podcast. Well, yeah, like I said, I I really do appreciate you uh, 
taking the time to chat with me today. Um, I also appreciate you taking the time to check out the podcast. Um, thank you for the, for the kind words. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, uh, I just, I just, I just like listening to stuff all the time and uh, you, you do a, you do a great job, man. It's, uh, you got it. You've got it down. I wasn't sure what to expect. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, you, you're, uh, you're very good at this. So. Oh, thank you. Which, uh, which episode worked. did you, which episode I just started, I just started with the, the latest one and, uh, I was listening to that and then I saw that you had, uh, Chad on, and I, I started to listen to that one since I, I know him. Um, so uh, yeah, it was just uh, it's just uh, I, I got I got through some of that one, but I, I heard most cool. of the uh, the uh, what was the movie the uh, the band one the rock, the rock. oh command command yeah. performance that's it. that's it yeah the classic that is command performance so. that's right yeah <laughs> command performance uh, yeah so that's that's uh, but yeah it's you you do a great job man so I'm, well, hey, I'm, I'm, honored, I'm honored to be on. Well, hey, thank you. Looking at your filmography and looking at the uh, all the films that uh, that you've done, you, you know, I'm just curious. It seems like most directors were always influenced by, you know, uh, whether it be a, a genre of films or a particular film in general. I mean, so I guess when you went into directing, what were some of your uh, what were some of your inspirations? What were some of the influences that inspired you as you uh, embarked on this uh, on this career? Uh, I would I would definitely say I was a, I was a very big Hitchcock fan. Um, some some something that I, you know I just uh, I sort of grew up watching Hitchcock and uh, Steven Spielberg was a, a, a big influence for me when I was I was very young and uh, it just sort of around the time that I was getting in, into cinema and, and um, learning what could be done um, and I, I just you know I just started to recognize that his movies were different from other movies that I'd watched, that there was a, there was more of a, a voice behind, behind the camera work and the, and the editing. And there were just, there were things about it that to me were, were very masterful. And it just got me very interested in, in exploring that because I, uh, you know, I loved movies for as long as, as long as I can remember, watching them but uh but i didn't you know it, it's it's not until you start to realize that you know there's somebody that actually makes them and you can you can you can actually make a living doing that <laughs> and creating those worlds and exploring them so i i would say those two were, were were really big uh for me just um you know i think it was around 12 or 13 when i started to realize it wasn't just the writers and the actors that that made the movies so so yeah um, uh, you know, but I, I, I mean, I, there's so many, so many influences. It'd be hard to, uh, hard to, hard to go through every one of them. Well, I mean, I, I imagine you have to, I mean, if you just, you know, kind of step back, I mean, you have to at a certain point be pretty pleased and almost in disbelief. I mean, because you've gotten to work with some amazing talents thus far in your career. I mean, Dolph Lundgren, of course, but uh, uh, you know, the, the late, great uh, Peter Fonda and Karen Howard. I noticed that you also um, uh, directed one of Brittany Murphy's last performances. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. I consider myself uh, really fortunate. I, I, I've, I've, uh, I, I, I guess I've been pinching myself for a long time. Um, it was, it was, I was like my first movie. We shot it at, you know, we shot it on a lot of Universal Studios and, like, you know, on, I mean on the same sound stages that, you know, speaking of Spielberg and, and Hitchcock, that, you know, that Psycho and The Birds and Jurassic Park were filmed on. And so I just, it, it's, it was like a famed, they've actually torn that stage down now, but it was their famous stage 28 that had uh, the Phantom, the old 1924, 23 Phantom of the Opera facade uh, around the out, outside of the, um, or like around the edges of the soundstage. So it was, it was really, uh, that was an amazing experience. But yeah, I mean, just getting to work, I've been very fortunate about the people I've had the opportunity to work with, uh, some of my, some of my favorite, some of my favorite actors. And when I, you know, I think it's just one of those moments where you, you realize you're going to like work with a legend, um, or work with somebody that you've, you've, you know, that you've just, you've been watching and, admiring forever so i uh like i 
I'm about to be working uh, with Malcolm McDowell, which is like that's a that's an exciting thing for me. I've 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 loved his work for a really long time. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I can. I, there were so many times where I just like right before you have that call where you know you're going to speak to somebody. It's just it's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's a, I'm 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 definitely very fortunate. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you said that uh, that Alfred Hitchcock was one of your big influences. I mean, because it it seems that most of your films that you've directed fall within the uh, the thriller genre. Is this a genre that you've always gravitated to and enjoy working in the most? I think. Well, you know, I've I've loved. I don't know if that. I don't know if I'd say I, I gravitated to it the most. Uh, you know, I I I what happens sort of. You know, what happens when you start to like. Like my first short film that sort of got me into features was in the genre, and then you sort of you sort of there <laughs> for a little while, and then you you know. So I, I've done my best to sort of uh, to try different genres and try different things because I love so many aspects of of film. Um, so when I get the opportunities to do something very different, um, I take them and uh, as as often as I can. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I like. Uh, only gravitated towards thrillers uh, or suspense films, but I, I did, you know, I, I think just watching, I mean, for me, just the way that uh, Hitchcock, you know, uh, controlled the suspense and uh, of, of of the movie and, and set things up and paid them off. It was just, to me, that was a, this is very fascinating. So uh, I, 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 I love the idea of doing a, a sort of a classic suspense film like that uh, in, in my, you know, when I set out to make my sort of calling card short film. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it is, it's just one of those things though, you know, you make that and then people sort of see you in that light and then they, they come to you with another one or, you know, something like that. So, um, but you know, I, I, I really do try to explore as much as I can um, different genres and, different worlds. Uh, it's just, I mean, that's just some of the beauty of filmmaking for me is just, is, is building and creating those worlds and then uh, exploring them. So, Well, I noticed that, I mean, obviously your, your first uh, couple directing jobs was you had a short film called mm-hmm. Across the Hall, and then you later directed a feature length uh, version of the film based on, on this short film. I'm curious when it comes to, uh, when it comes to short films is, is that kind of the goal with most short films to, you know, get them made into feature length projects eventually, or is it more or less to kind of exhibit one's talents? How does that work? You know, it's hard to say. I can tell you uh, as a first short film, it's definitely the goal to, to be able to sort of showcase your talent and, and, and step, step onto the next level. Um, I, I, I have gone back and, and, continue to work on short films. And for me, that's, um, that's really a, a matter of like when you're making movies, uh, you don't always have, you know, a lot of times it might, I might be brought a job that, uh, you know, you have to make a living in this, in the industry. You don't always get to just make the script that you want to make or the film that you want to make, you know, next, uh, you, sometimes you have to go make the one that's greenlit and that you have the opportunity to make. And especially when it's a, a, a good opportunity. So, so, I like to go back and, and work on shorts just to really continue to express, you know, creative artistic uh, elements that you don't necessarily get to do when you're making, you know, those other, other movies that are just, uh, you have more cooks in the kitchen when you're doing features and especially when they're brought to you and they didn't originate necessarily in your, your camp. So, yeah, I mean, the first short, I, I wasn't really envisioning it as a, as a feature, uh, I, I sort of wanted to make it as something that would get the attention of, of, of Hollywood. And, um, and uh, it did, it did, we did really well with it, but we, uh, we got, after I made it, uh, I wasn't really prepared to make a feature version of it, but a lot of people just kept coming and a lot of producers and uh, it was something that people were just interested in doing. And so, I was developing another script that I would have preferred to do at the time just because for me, it's just, you know, I just wanted to do something different. Uh, you've already done this material and, you know, and it, it, it had a successful run as a short film. It won a lot of awards. And even before I was done editing it, I was 
meeting with studios and you know some of the biggest uh agencies and and you know around just from that work because uh I've been able to showcase it to someone who said oh you got to send it out uh to 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 our our manager and business partner and sent it out and he was meeting with Disney and it was it, it was it was crazy it's just one of those sort of crazy uh things that's like I, I haven't even uh put it out in the festival yet and it's 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 sort of getting a lot of attention but so but uh as i was finishing the script that i had i, I was more in uh that i had more of a desire to to make as my first feature uh roger strike started uh my agents at the time told me yeah we're you know it's not a good time to go out with a new material and i had a lot of offers on the table to do uh to do the, the short film as a feature so i decided to <laughs> Decided to take one because you know I, I you don't know how many times you're gonna have that opportunity to to make your first movie so yeah. Um, so yeah sorry for the long-winded answer it's just, it's a uh, it's, it's a lot to unpack when you start to get into it yeah no I mean that that makes total sense now I mean and going to the film uh, that you know I I really wanted to talk with you about uh, altitude now this is a uh, altitude is a <laughs> is a pretty fun movie. How did this particular project come about? How did this, uh, uh, I guess, pardon the pun, but how did it land on your lap, I guess? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, I, uh, <laughs> well, I had, that that was a movie that actually um, a producer came to me and um, he, he he was very persistent. I, I actually turned down the opportunity originally. I, I wasn't interested at the time. Um, it was more just, it wasn't about the movie itself. It was just I was I was really nervous about the budget level uh, of the movie and and the ambition of the film. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a script yet, but it was just you know I knew I knew where the budget was going to land in sort of in the range it was going to land, and I knew uh, I knew what the ambition was, and it was it just it, I you know I could just tell it was going to be a massive amount of work and undertaking and not that I don't love to do the work. It's just, you know, when you don't have the resources to do the things that you want to do uh, in a film like that, uh, it's, it's hard, you know? Um, and it was actually originally a very different, uh, a very different film. Uh, we had, we started with a very different cast and, and it was a much, actually much more like a much more serious film uh in the beginning and we started to have so we had a really very interesting cast coming together i was really excited about uh and then some scheduling conflicts with the lead at that time uh kind of cropped up and um everything kind of fell apart that way and we had to kind of start over and it went in a very different direction uh but you know i you have to pivot with that kind of stuff and I was definitely very excited to, to work with Dolph. I I I grew up watching uh, Dolph and Jean Claude movies. I, I loved. I mean, my I was I just loved the movies in the late '80s and early '90s. So I you know I I think I think I watched. I think I rented Showdown in Little Tokyo like <laughs> I don't know maybe 20 times when I was you know I would just go to the to the to the video store and just rent anything that had uh either him or or Jean-Claude on the on the cover. So it was uh it was exciting to get the chance to work with him and um but yeah, it was definitely a, it, I mean that shoot was really hard. It was a very difficult shoot. Uh we I mean scheduled for under 20 days to shoot the movie. Um which I would I think it was actually a 16 or 17 day shoot. Um which is, you know, for most action movies, that's that's like your pickup, that's like your pickup schedule, uh, not your not your principal photography schedule. Um, and you know, from there, it was just like, I mean, uh, there were there were just a lot there was a lot of challenges with that one. Um, but uh, but it was a great experience. I I I, I loved uh, I loved making it, and I love I I still you know. I'm, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard. You, you get, you're going to get in this world where you're like, you know, 
if you, you know the movie you you wanted to make, you know the movie that you had the opportunity to make, and and it's somewhere in between is is uh, is what gets out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just you, 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 when you work on those schedules and those budgets, there's there are a lot of limits and a lot of it's almost like you're just handcuffed to what you can do and what's in the script and what you're trying to accomplish with some of this stuff. It's, 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 it's hard. And then you try to find the tone that can, you know, hopefully not take itself too seriously and, and give you the opportunity to sort of have fun with some of the stuff that's a little bit more out there and, and, uh, and, and kooky, but it, it was a really fun experience. Well, first of all, I have to say um, that <laughs> with regard to Showdown in Little Tokyo, I agree with you completely. I feel like Showdown in Little Tokyo is like the perfect movie for every 12-year-old boy because that, yeah. that was certainly <laughs> – that was right yeah. in my wheelhouse. And I can still picture as well going to the video store and seeing that uh, – just that badass cover of, you know, of <laughs> of Dolph, you know, kneeling. And then you have Brandon Lee behind him and then that, uh, that the Yakuza dude behind him. So I agree with you completely. Uh-huh. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, no, it was a great. I, 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 I'm not joking. I, 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 I seriously think I, I rented that so many times. It was, it was crazy. I should have just bought the movie, but I don't think I had the opportunity to. So, yeah. <laughs> well, with regard to you know the the short shooting schedule, I mean, yeah, because that's one thing that I've discovered in speaking with uh, in speaking with other directors and everything, especially when you're working in the world of independent cinema, if you're putting together an independent film, yeah, you you know, you're kind of under the gun. You have a very limited uh, shooting schedule and you're having to deliver a product to the financier, but of course you also want to flex your own, you know, creative muscles and kind of show show them what you can do. Have you kind of grown accustomed to this way of doing things or are you still trying to kind of work around it is, is that still a learning curve for you uh yeah i mean unfortunately i have grown <laughs> kind of accustomed to it it's you know you never you never really um never really it, it doesn't it doesn't get much easier it's it's one of those things that uh every film is its own monster and and has its own challenges and what what's not going to change about every film that you do is that there's going to be just tons and tons of issues to deal with and you know a shooting schedule, having time to shoot a movie and having resources to, to, uh, to, to make your movie, they, they really just get you closer to, to your vision. It gives you more time and ability to adapt to the issues and solve the problems and find more creative ways to, to, you know, to, to tackle some of the, the things. So it, it's not always about the budget, um, but when you don't have the time, uh, you're really, you're there. You're trying to, you're trying to fit so much of the script in a single day of filming, and uh, and generally when you have a, a shoot scheduled that short, you, you're also limited on some resources. So when we were doing uh, Altitude, we had a stage where we had the the plane. We didn't have enough uh, uh, power or or lighting to fully light that set. So in order to go from say first class to to the to the main cabin we have to break down all the lighting and reset it all up. And when you're just going through the, you know, one of the, one of the things, one of the advantages to shooting on a stage is that you can pre-light everything and you can just kind of move around and shoot things a little more quickly. But we didn't have that luxury with some of the, with some of the, you know, setbacks and issues that we had. We also had a plane that had no gimbal. So we were literally flat on the, on the ground. We couldn't move the plane at all. We couldn't, we couldn't, you know, tilt and we have this, you know, uh, as you know, there's just sequences where you're just diving, you know, towards the ground and lots of very rough, turbulent uh, moments uh, as any uh, action movie on a plane should have. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 very, very difficult. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I can't complain about it. I mean, I hope I don't sound like I'm complaining too much. I, I love I love doing what I, I do. It's just one of those things you just uh you want to be able to you want to be able to do more you always want to be able to do and i think that would be the case honestly with no matter what the budget or or what the or what the schedule is when you're ambitious and you want to make the most out of these things you're you really never have enough time but you really 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 never have enough time when the when the shooting schedule i think any i think for an independent film i don't think i think anything under 20 or 21 days is really difficult 
and it's it takes a lot of takes a lot of things lining up to get the film to the to the finish line um you just everything everything is is just more compact you don't you have less time to edit the movie less time to go through special effects less time to prep the movie it it's you know uh, it's all of it is just it just makes it so much harder to to uh to tackle it properly you know what i mean so uh, it's but that's the world we're in so uh, well that was that was what i wanted to ask you about was the uh was the set i mean because i mean you already kind of answered this but from what it seems like when you watch the movie it seems like you know you had a single set that was built you know that being the inside of the airplane and then the first class and then the cockpit of course where uh where Dalt is sitting uh, uh, most of the time. You know, I imagine, did this make things, I mean, I, I would think that this would make things a little easier. I mean, you mentioned the lights and everything like that. Did you ever find yourself confined and, and claustrophobic at all at any point or no? Uh, not really. I mean, the stage itself is larger than that, uh, is larger than the than what the actual set is. Um, the set was a real plane that, you know, that was, or half of a plane so it's like the lower i mean the upper half of a plane and uh, uh but it doesn't necessarily make it easier i mean uh you like i said you really just have to have the crew members and the like we didn't have enough crew to do some of the things we needed to do we didn't have enough lighting or get you know, so it, it you know it, it it does kind of get in some ways it becomes more challenging because you can't just go well we'll go out to the, you know you can't just start grabbing footage you can't just go you're not on the street shooting stuff where everything in the background can be soft or everything can, you know, we can just follow the sun or we can just do things like that's, you can move really fast like that. But when you're shooting an independent film where the lighting is, you know, like on that kind of a set, every, the lighting is so crucial. You have to light the, the windows properly. You have to light the, you know, everything on the inside is a little more challenging to light. So, and, and you're doing action in a much more confined space, uh, as you said. So, that kind of being creative in that in that um is also very complicated so it it it's uh it it should be easier if you have all the you sort of have all the benefits of shooting on on a stage but um it i think with this film it made things it just it, it just made things a little bit more challenging because uh, you you kind of want some freedom to 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 kind of you know uh to to construct some of these sequences and to do things that are, are fresh and new and, and exciting. It's, it, it just gets more challenging. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, it's not a bad thing. I, I, I love, I, I, I do love that there is a challenge when you go to make these movies and it is something that's really exciting to me to take something that, uh, that is, you look at the script and you, you go, I, I don't know how we're going to, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how we can do what's on this page and then you come up with ways to do it. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a really fun exercise. And, and it's, uh, you know, again, I, I, I know it sounds like a lot of complaining because it's very, very hard stuff, but I, I, you know, I love doing it. I, I love having the opportunity to do it. And I, I, I'm, I still consider myself very fortunate when I'm doing these things, no matter how difficult these, these sets are and, and some of these challenges are, but yeah, that set, uh was definitely not easier uh, i mean we had the soundstage itself wasn't even soundproof so it's you know we had we had to stop all the time for trains and planes uh crossing overhead uh we had rain uh power outages outages uh all kinds of setbacks when we're doing it so when you're on that kind of again when you're on that's fine when you have sort of a, a normal or even just uh, just just a regular challenging uh, uh, schedule, but when you're on sort of a impossible schedule where every you have to you just have to hit the target so precisely every single time, all those things become like just huge, huge, huge uh, issues. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that I don't know if that answers it for you, but yeah, no, but yeah. Well, looking at the film, you know, it's really interesting. You said that uh, the the first cast was was abandoned and you went with a new cast because the cast in the film, I mean, you assembled quite the uh, eclectic and fun cast. I mean, you have Dolph, of course, uh, but Denise Richards, uh, Chuck Liddell, Jonathan Lipnicki. I thought that was really kind of cool to see him pop up. I I have to ask, I don't know if you're at liberty to say, but 
the initial cast. I mean, who who was it? Who was in the initial cast? Are you not at? Are you not able to say? Uh, I'm not sure if I. Sh- I, I <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should, I don't know if I'm if I'm at liberty to say I, I I should probably be careful about speaking about it, but because um, I, I'll just say that it was a very uh, it was it was it was sort of a it was the kind of cast that you would you at that time tonally we were more in the direction of uh, say an out of sight movie than than I think where we ended up with the cast that we had. So again, as we pivoted in, in our casting. Um, and again, really it was sort of like one domino fell in the, in the other cast. And that sort of set everything in motion to have to kind of go in a completely different direction. Um, okay. And we had to do it very quickly. Uh, but, um, but uh, it was, it was definitely, it was just more, it was just a more, uh, I would say it's just, it was, it was less uh, tongue in cheek in terms of just, um, the direction that we were going originally it was it was uh, i don't want to say more intelligent but it it was it was just more <laughs> it was just more it was just a it was just a more thoughtful intelligent film um i i i still you know uh I, i'm not to say uh, i'm not trying to put down where we are it's just it's just a different it's just a different your focus is in different places so everything is so much you know more character driven when in the other in the other project in the way that we were going. Um, and we were having sessions at, at the actress, the lead actress's house. And um, she, she's a really brilliant actress and uh, so smart and so funny. And we were just, you know, working through all these little very cool moments and very things. And then it become, you know, it just becomes a different, it just becomes a different animal. You, ha- you can't just try, you can't just like kind of fit. You have to adapt with it. You have to kind of roll with it and make the movie that, uh, is to recognize what it can be and what it's becoming and make the best out of that. You know what I'm saying? So, so, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope, I, I hope you, uh, yeah, I, I want to tell you, uh, I want to tell you some of the cast, but it's, uh, it was exciting. I mean, it was a really, it was, it was a nice, I, I, I love the people that are in this movie. It was just a very, very different tone. It was just a very different tone the other way. So, um, yeah. Well, once uh, once Dolph Lundgren became attached to this project, did he did he bring any uh, ideas to the project into the film, especially with with regard to his character? I mean, did he provide any ideas or contributions that weren't in the initial script? Because that's kind of what I've heard about him is when he comes on board, he's been in the business so long that he's able to you know kind of add some new quirks to his his characters and whatnot. Did he do any of that on on set of this film? Yeah, that's, I mean, that is, he is a really hard worker and he's really dedicated to, to the process and which is something I love. I mean, uh, that's, you want, you can't ask for anything more from your actors than them wanting to dive into the material and build as much as they can. With this one in particular, uh, we got on the phone and started talking about it and he really, he was really digging where we were with it. And so we we would kind of talk about talk through some of the details and things like this and he he would do this he wouldn't do that and that kind of stuff and um and, and so uh but he's so dedicated to it and i i do know that he is like that uh specifically with you know again i'm doing an, an, another movie that he's in and uh and we would in that movie we reworked aspects of the script we went through all kinds of uh all kinds of ideas and fun things. And he, yeah, he's just, he's just so he get, he, it's, it's, it's inspiring because he's, he's so passionate about it and he's so excited to, to dive into it. He doesn't come to any film sets just sort of looking to make a buck. And uh, I, I think really uh, if he's not invested in a project that says more about the people making it, because he, if, if the people making it give him the opportunity, he's, so invested and he's so passionate about the stuff he's doing. Um, and he, and he, he'll give you, uh, you know, he'll give all that he has to it. And it's great. It's great to, it's great to see because he, he really does not phone anything in. Well, and this is a different role for Denise Richards. I mean, I imagine that she had to enjoy taking on a role like this where she gets to play this, um, this serious and tough, no nonsense 
FBI agent. I mean, did she come ready to play and was she taking it pretty serious, I imagine? Because, I mean, if you look at her her filmography and her pedigree, I mean, the, the, the films that she's done, I mean, she hasn't had the opportunity to play characters of this nature. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, she, I, I wasn't sure what to expect when, um, when I, I started working with her and uh, uh, I was so pleased. I mean, she, uh, she was very excited and very dedicated to it. Um, and yeah, she took it very seriously. She did, she did, she worked on it really hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, she didn't, she didn't have a lot of prep. Uh, she was, like I said, we, the turnover from our cast was very, very like when we went, we, we spent a lot of time going in one direction and very little time, you know, once we had to go in a new direction. So, um, so, she didn't have a lot of time to prep for it, but uh, she absolutely came uh, ready to work, and she did. She worked really, really hard. I mean, we would be in her trailer, but you know, at lunch, kind of going through everything that was coming up next and figuring out, you know, this and that. And she, you know, and even when there are times where, like, this might not necessarily be uh, natural for her in a certain in certain places, or where it wasn't like that was her instinct to do something. She she was like the trust to actually try things and, 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 you know, because for me, I, look, if it doesn't work, we're, we're going to find another way to make it work, hopefully. But uh, she really, she really, uh, she was a trooper. She came through and uh, it was, it was really nice. She was a, one of the nicest people and uh, just, just so, yeah, she was so hardworking on it. It was great. Well, and you also have another film with uh, with Dolph that was filmed. It was filmed a little while ago. What was it? it was about a year and a half ago. And if I get the name wrong, please forgive me because I don't know too much about this one, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious about it. But is it called Pups Alone: A Christmas Peril? Is that right? Uh, that's a placeholder title. Actually, uh, to be honest, uh, I we the the title it hasn't been set yet. Um, they've had a placeholder title just to just for the time being. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not going to be called that. I know, I know for sure it's, but that is what it, that's what it's currently listed as. Um, and yeah, we shot, uh, we shot it about, uh, yeah, it was about that time frame. We always were going, we always had more to shoot and more to do. And this was a sort of a bigger uh, undertaking in terms of, uh, I mean, <laughs> a completely different uh, tone, completely different type of film from from the other one I, I've worked on with Dolph. I don't know that I've ever really seen him in this kind of a role. And uh it's he's he's just awesome in it. He's so funny. And it's it is a comedy. It's a holiday comedy film. Uh it's more family oriented but but it's not it's not purely a kids movie. Um the cast is really great. We've got Nick Totoro, uh, Keith David, uh like I said Malcolm McDowell um there's more but it's a it's a really uh it's a really it's a really fun really fun project and uh yeah Dolph is uh you know it's sort of the kind of thing that you see I don't know I guess Arnold did it a lot when he would sort of when he started to kind of pivot into comedy and do some you know kind of use uh use some of his kind of play against certain thing, types and do some things a little differently. He, he's, he's really, Dolph is, uh, Dolph is great. And this is, he's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, we have dogs, we have kids, we have everything you're really not supposed to do. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it, it's really come out really nicely. And so part of the delay on that was we always had more to shoot uh, when we did it. We always were going to take a hiatus and then, come back and shoot another piece but we had so many big names Dolph was actually doing uh it might have been Aquaman or where he was like between Creed and he had he had those going on um and so just kind of rescheduling things and finding everybody's time as soon as other people were available I was doing another film uh so it was it was one of those things that like just kind of scheduling the the last part of the film took a while but we finally got there and got it done and now it's we're uh, we're we're aiming for I think Christmas this year. So 
Because, yeah, it's interesting because I, I don't know much about it, you know what I mean? Because I've only seen, like, a few uh, behind-the-scenes photos. It looks like Eric Roberts is also in it. Is that right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. In there. Yep. And then I think there's, there's, there's a shot where Dolph is um, dressed as Santa Claus, right? And he's, like, in uh-huh. public, like, crossing the street. But it, it's, really, it's really interesting because when you're a fan of, uh, well, not just Dolph, but, I mean, you know, action movies as well. I mean, best of the best. My God, that was also, you know, one of my favorites. So when you hear that uh, the, these two, you know, tough guys, these two heavies are in this Christmas theme movie, and then you mm-hmm. see some of these behind-the-scenes photos, it's like, okay, this is interesting. And then, like, the news on it just kind of stopped. And so it's there, and it's like, I know that Dolph has this movie coming out, but I have no idea what it's about. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, no, it's really fun. It's, uh, uh, it, 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 I mean, I... I'm trying to I'm I'm just trying to think of what I can actually tell you about it that that will make sense but it's it's uh Dolph is um it's so I can't even explain to you how much he jumped into this and how how uh how much he put into this role and um I mean you'll see him in a lot of other I mean you'll see him in hair curlers and uh, all kinds of uh, crazy, crazy stuff that you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect. Uh, and he would, he would just take it to the next level. Always, he was just, he came up, he came in with so many ideas, and and uh, he he really like gave so much to it. There are there are some, some physical, physically challenging moments at times, just because there's, you know, you're doing uh, there's there's some. Uh, there's some stunt work that's not that's very different from the kind of stunt work that he was you know that he's accustomed to doing. And so, but he he was he was great. He was great. I mean, we we were. Uh, I, I have. I, I really I love working with Dolph. We had a really good, um, a really good uh, working relationship on on both films, and um, he's he really is such a pleasure just because of of how just of how much he 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 gets into these roles and how much he gets into the project itself and supports it and really, you know, wants the best for, for what, you know, uh, he, he just doesn't take any of it lightly. Well, I will be uh, easily <laughs> anticipating this. It sounds like it's kind of, it's Dolph's version of Jingle All the Way. I mean, kind of how Arnold did Jingle All the Way. Is that a fair uh, comparison? It's a, it's a fair comparison. I would say it's a very different movie, but it's, uh, it's certainly like, yeah, it's sort of his, you know, I think, uh, I would look at it, you know, as as uh, I'm trying to think of what I can compare it to. Uh, but yeah, he's he, he's not playing that kind of a role, and it's not that kind of uh, it's not necessarily that kind of. But it is that sort of it is that world. And uh, but you know, Arnold Arnold really dipped his toes into comedy. You know, it was mm-hmm. with like Twins and other. You know, he he was he was always very good at kind of finding that finding out how to go. You know, from from just kind of play against his type and just do something that was very. Uh, you know, that was, that was new and different. And I think Dolph was really excited to play a, a character that was unlike anything he'd ever done. And, uh, yeah, he's, no, he, he, and he, he really, he like, he knocked it out of the park. I think fans of Dolph, uh, maybe aren't going to get the, the, uh, the action that they love out of this movie, but, uh, just to see him, uh, like kill it in this role is going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people. Well, I think that was that was, to be honest, not even half the appeal, all the appeal. When uh, when Arnold, like you said, started dipping into comedy, when he did Twins, and then when he did Kindergarten Cop, it was almost it was kind of this uh, this curiosity in a way. You know what I mean? Like the guy who did Commando and Predator is now suddenly this big teddy bear, and we had right. to see it. And then it was almost uh, kind of surprising how how good he was at comedy as well. So yeah, it only yeah. makes sense that uh, the Dolph finally have his opportunity to do that uh, as well totally. yeah and you have to be really smart to do it i mean you can't um it's it's i think in a lot of ways you know it's physically taxing but it's a lot easier you know to sort of come onto a action set as an as an actor or performer um in, in the sense that you know you you're putting a lot like outside of the physical aspect of it uh, and I'm not saying that there isn't a lot of character work that goes on in these movies, but what I'm saying is um, where the focus of, of those movies are, you don't have to dive as deep into some of the elements. Just understanding comedy and understanding the timing and understanding, you know, um, 
and and understanding the tone to sort of strike back. Because you can't just go in and be all slapstick, you know, try to be funny. Trying to be funny is always the least funny thing. I, I think one of the best examples of that is like you just how many times do you watch, you know, Saturday Night Live and great actors have such a hard time in so many cases just doing you know, some of the bits and comedy on those things. There are, I've seen so many actors that I'm like, that I love as as actors, you know, just fall flat when it comes to trying comedy. So it's not, you know, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I mean, he, yeah, he, he really like, he, there was, he didn't struggle with it for even a moment. Um, he was, he just, he's such a smart guy. And he, it's definitely a completely different muscle for him. And he, uh, I think it's really great to fun to watch him do it. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you about Arnold. I mean, that's it, it was it was it, you, you you didn't know when he started to do those movies that he could do those movies if he could actually pull that stuff off, and he did. And he was and some of that and so those movies, you know, obviously, arguably were even more mainstream. I mean, I think his all of his most mainstream films had an element of comedy, even if they were more action. You know. In, in those senses, you know what I'm saying? So there was like, like the movies that he did that were more purely action sort of, you know, they're, they have huge action fans, but they're, 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 there's just, there's just an, there's just an element of humor to those, to the movies that were huge for him. Um, and it does, it takes, it's like, it takes a completely different skill set, And uh, it's, a, it's awesome to watch when, when, you know, when, there's when they're doing something that you had no idea they could do. Well, you obviously have this, uh, this film, uh, this, this Christmas themed film with Dolph, um, that you're currently editing. Is there anything else that, uh, that you have, uh, in the pipeline that you're working on that you're able to speak about? I know that things are, I know that Hollywood is kind of shut down at, at the moment. Well, I guess yeah. it's kind of slowly opening back up again, right? Uh, it is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a, there's definitely a lot of, uh, uh, people are very interested to see how it's going to, unfold um i do i, I, I you know because it's it's it, it, when you work on these film sets uh it's you're very you're in very close proximity to people uh and you know one of the bigger issues is like insurance and insuring these movies and making sure that like you know can you imagine being the production that a crew member dies on or gets terribly sick on uh it's a very, it's just a very kind of fine line. And I think they're starting to feel out how to protect everybody and work in these ways that, um, that, that, that really make sure that everybody feels safe and is safe. Um, so yeah, it is starting to open up. I, I think it's still going to be sort of a learning process, but, uh, um, I did shoot a movie, uh, just late last year in New Mexico. It was more of a psychological thriller. Um, that's, uh, that's in post-production right now as well. Um, I'm currently, so we were prepping another movie, uh, when sort of everything went crazy with COVID. Um, it was a, actually a bigger budget movie and, uh, a really cool script. Um, that's still, it still seems to be on track, but you know, again, it's hard, it's hard to know, uh, how that's going to affect the scheduling of that. I, I anticipate that even though we're all sort of still moving forward in, with it, there's going to be some, there's going to be some scheduling things to figure out and might, it, it really, at this point, it's so hard to, to know with things that aren't filmed yet, how that stuff is going to, you know, like once things do open up, I, I'd imagine there's going to be somewhat of a log jam to, to get, to get all the equipment, to get all the best crew, to get all the, you know, it's, it's, uh, everybody's, you know, it's going to be hard to sort of, there's going to be a very, there's a big lack of material that's out there right now. And a lot of people rearing to go and a lot of people who are in production who need to finish their movies. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting when it all sort of opens up and everybody's trying to do it at once. Uh, I anticipate that's the kind of thing that just makes things more complicated, even if everything were back to normal. Uh, it still would be difficult to sort of schedule some of this stuff. So it's uh, it'll be interesting, but uh, but again, it's uh, fortunate to just still have all these projects and, and be doing them. So yeah, uh, that one's that one uh, is more. I, I, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's it's it's, it's sort of a it's a, it's more of a it's a 
period, but not a not a super period. It's like in the eighties, seven eighties, and uh, it's a it's a it's a really fun, mysterious film. Uh, it's I, I would call that one in the in the world of like suspense drama, or um, but it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to speak about these things that you you know that you you're just like you don't know how much to uh, how much you can divulge uh, at the moment. But yeah, um, so I do have another movie in post and another movie on the slate uh coming up but we'll we'll see how that goes well best of luck i mean this is this has been a great conversation i i really do appreciate you you taking the time to to chat with me and uh i i really do appreciate your work i think you've done you've done a great job and i'm looking forward to seeing uh seeing what else you what else you put out there when uh when all this this covid mess is is behind us <laughs> thank you so much Sean. thank you for having me and uh i i appreciate your work as well i'm i'm uh uh, you, you made a new fan, and I will uh, be checking out uh, more of your work uh, for sure. And uh, appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun talking to you, and uh, maybe I'll be back when um, when the next one comes out. So we'll figure that one out. The city is burning, getting cut at the knees, bleeding. Like the lies they force feeding me Orchestrated by the power hungry So you see, that leaves me fighting for my new family Yeah, yeah They cut a hole and try to fill it with precision With rhetoric, hate, debate Yeah, they leave me gushing They dig in the hole, in their hole Yeah, then I heard it One, two, three, four, crack, crack, crack You shot me but you missed me There's clearly something wrong with this automated system The stories and the alleys inside of what's gonna scare you Cause these black SUVs inside a new kind of terror